Welcome to Be Ye Hearers. It's a podcast of St. James's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. I wore waterproof mascara. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you might have to preach this, John. <laughs> Abram was in despair. God had asked the impossible. Pick up and leave everything you know, Abram. And God promised the impossible. God would make a great name from Abram and Sarai. Abram, 75 years old, no heir. And Abram accepted. Maybe hoping that this God would give Abram and Sarai what they most longed for. Now things weren't going quite as Abram had expected. How must he have felt? Discouraged, frustrated, depressed, anxious, like all was lost. How many of us have felt that way these last two years and at times over the course of our lives? The thing about the Bible is these, we don't just read these stories. They read us. If we stop, look, and listen, we'll realize these stories aren't just about characters from thousands of years ago. They're about us. They're about all the ways we humans are, our follies, our horrors, our hopes, and our loves. But above all else, they are about God. God with us, with us at our best, and God with us at our worst. God who is creator and king of the universe, who is also our father, our brother, our very spirit. That night, in Abram's dark night of the soul, God was with him. God didn't forget Abram. God heard Abram's prayers, his groans too deep for words. How many of us, when we have been at our lowest, curl in towards ourselves? It's called the fetal position for a reason. It's a self-protecting measure. When we are down and beaten, our backs become our shield, protecting our internal organs and our head from deadly blows. But the danger is become chronic. This posture can cut us off from other people and even from our own selves. Our God is the God who shows up when we are at our most desperate. And that's where God showed up, in Abram's desperation. God came to Abram there, wherever he was out there in that desert, and told him, do not be afraid. I will be your shield. I will protect you. You no longer have to curl up to protect yourself. 
And then God did something remarkable. God took Abram outside. God had pulled Abram out of his huddling form and now pulled him away from the safety and warmth of his tent, away from the fire and torches and lamps, and told him, look up at the sky. There, in all its beautiful, dark, purple glory, the immensity of the heavens and space stretched above him, how glorious. Have you ever been somewhere so far removed from the city lights, you realize that the night sky is not dark at all. It is filled with starlight from horizon to horizon. And by golly, you can see by that starlight. Look at the sky, God said. Abram must have been struck by the immensity of that glory, the spheres and the suns spinning in their courses, and how tiny and insignificant he was in its vast presence. And by this vulnerability in the wilderness, this humility in the wilderness, Abram knew God's love. That the God who created all of this not only loved Abram, that the God who created all of this didn't just love him and his family, that the God who created all of this wanted to create something new in him. In her latest book, Brene Brown quotes the great scientist and poet, Rachel Carson. She wrote, if I had the influence of the good fairy who is supposed to preside over the christening of all children, I should ask that her gift to each child in the world would be a sense of wonder so indestructible that it would last throughout life as an unfailing antidote against the boredom and disenchantment of later years, the sterile preoccupation with things that are artificial, the alienation from the sources of our strength. Brown says, awe not only inspires humility, it also inspires a desire to connect. And that awe-producing events may be one of the fastest and most powerful methods of personal change and growth. If you think the night sky induced in Abram a sense of awe, humility, a longing to to connect with God, and some personal growth, just wait until what happened next. Covenant making. In the ancient Near East, kings and vassals would make covenants with each other. It was where we get the phrase cutting a deal. Kings would promise certain things, like protection from invading armies, food during famine, and the like. And in exchange, the vassal would give the king something, maybe loyalty or payments of money or food or soldiers, the like. 
and the covenant was sealed by a ceremony. The vassal would take animals, cut them in two, put them on either side, and walk down the middle of them. The meaning is quite gruesome. So the vassal would become like those animals if he did not uphold his end of the covenant. Gross, right? In this story, it's not Abram who walks through those carcasses. The smoking fire pot and the torch are symbols of God. That dark night, in an even darker and more dreadful vision, under the blazing witness of the ancient stars above, God promised to provide protection and to uphold the promise. As the night wind blew and Abram trembled, God threw in his holy lot with us, his unconditional love to us mere mortals. As jackals and scorpions and owls watched, God the Almighty promised to take the consequences if Abram and his descendants failed. Fail we did. Fail we do. Take the consequences for us? God did. Once and for all. You cannot look up at the night sky without also lifting up your heart up to God. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. This is the language of sacrifice. And Jesus lifted up on the cross, arms stretched in ultimate vulnerability and courage to embrace the whole world, lifted up his heart to the Father. Jesus and his holy sacrifice is what this, what this is all about. By God's mercy, Jesus is what we are all about. Bound together forever by his loving spirit in his mystical body. And Jesus is all about mercy, loving kindness, and unconditional love. And if that isn't enough to make your jaw gape in wonder and awe, then I want you to check your pulse. This is my last sermon to you, so I want you to remember this. If you ever forget this, if you ever forget how good God is, I want you to go outside and look up at the night sky. I want you to come in this church and look up at the cross. And then I want you to look around at each other and see the light of Christ in each other. And simply be in awe. I am. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Ye Hearers. For our full worship service, go to doers.org slash live. To learn more about St. James's, go to doers.org. We hope you've been touched by the Holy Spirit today. 
We look forward to being your companion on your spiritual journey.